Well, here's here's what I'm saying. So, it's fun. I don't no, care. No, I love how you do want to do this on your terms. Actually, you're, it's your terms because you're the one that came in and wanted to do this. So what are you upset about? First of all, to insinuate that my daughters at 14 years old would have had a threesome, I think is beyond, beyond inappropriate. You're shaking no. your head. Yeah, I'm shaking my head because that's not what it was about. Children these days, if they have a phone, I have access to everything. Of course they this know about, about my sex. kids, though. Okay, your oldest daughter's on OnlyFans. She doesn't know? That is a low blow to bring up my daughter's OnlyFans. It came in slurring, inarticulate, could I, not string two words together and wanted to call me a bitch and you want oh, me to sit here and pretend oh, like it wow. didn't happen? What do you think? I'm not going to go to OnlyFans? You think I'm not going to go as low as I can? Do, have you met me? No. Oh, yeah. All right, so here we are. You are a mean woman. Because you asked for it. No, I did not. Well, then you shouldn't have come up into her house acting like a bitch and then I well, wouldn't you be have here. like a bitch what four We're, years ago when nobody remembers you're really you are mean i think it's great i just want to know who's more profitable you or sammy hello and welcome to bravo bravo effing bravo hi mariana hey baby gorgeous happy holidays happy holidays everyone and bravo gave us a gift oh bravo gave us so much the gift <laughs> I was just saying to Nathan, everyone, I didn't know what to put at the top of the episode, Erica and Denise or Whitney and Heather. We've decided, as you will already know, to go with Denise and Erica because Whitney annoys Nathan. And I have to agree this time. I'm sick of her. I'm team Heather on this one. Mm-hmm. Me too. Do you think Whitney's jealous or she's just trying to get a storyline? She's just the perpetual victim, I think. Oh. Everything it, it comes back to her feelings. Oh, I'm over Whitney's Helen journey, honestly. <laughs> Save it for therapy, bitch, and that's coming from me. Yeah. Uh. Should we get into it? I do have a couple of sizzles oh. that I got from listening to Jeff Lewis's podcast. Okay. So Dolores Catania was on his podcast with, what's her boyfriend's name? Paulie? Paulie. Paulie. So first of all, we find out that they've finished filming the new season of Jersey just recently. There was no cast trip because they were going to the Berkshires and oh. the house that they were going to stay at burnt down the night before. <laughs> it was an electrical fire or something like that. So lucky they didn't go the night before. So no cast trip. And they were actually going to go and visit Dorinda for lunch or something, so that would have been nice. But oh. anyway, so apparently Melissa and Teresa, there's no interaction with them in terms of fighting, thank God. Another thing that they were talking about is Paulie, he had a car at the dealership to get checked out or whatever, and he goes to send a voice to text to the guy he was dealing with at the car dealership because there's still something wrong with his car. And this voice-to-text doesn't clearly understand an Irish accent because uh -oh. he just did the voice-to-text. You know how you just send it sometimes and then realise, oh, shit, well, what did yeah. it say? But he didn't know. And he went to say, can you call me? But it sent, I want to kill you. <laughs> and the guy calls the cops. 
<laughs> and he gets a cop calling in going, did you send this text message? He's like, what are you talking about? And he, yeah, so anyway, who does that? But who calls the cops instead of just going, mate, what the hell's going on? That's so funny. Yeah, poor Paulie. They were my only sizzles. I loved that. Anyway. <laughs> I love me some Dolores. Yeah, I know, right? Well, do you want to talk about Beverly Hills first or Salt Lake? Let's do Beverly Hills because I just watched it. A feisty fiesta. So we had some filler scenes at the start, but then we land on Sutton having a first date with a gentleman called Sal and she's Sans cat jumper. So (laughs) that was a good start. Yeah, it was. I feel sorry for Sal. Why? Because he's been made a fool of? Yeah, he's just, he was nervous and so he overshared. Mm. And yes, I agree with her on the red flags that he's a redonkulous mama's boy. I don't know. I feel sorry for Sal. I think there's someone out there for you, Sal. You're a sweetheart. He was sweet. But rule number one, don't talk about how much you sweat on a first date. Yeah. And also he went to a topless show at Vegas, which you know Sutton hates. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny, but the point of his story was that he didn't go to a topless show in Vegas. His mum went. Mm. Was he there or was it just his mum? Because she was there before him. I don't know. He was talking a lot, but I couldn't follow. There's a lot of mum content. Yeah, too much, some would say. He spoke about sweating and his mum. That's it. (laughs) I'd rather see a guy in a cat jumper. But I love that this is like a storyline for Sutton. I just hope every now and then another date will occur and we'll just see her on the dating scene. I mean, it's so much better than watching Ramona on her dates because that's cringy for another reason. Good on you, Sutton. Taking one for the team. Take note, Dorit. This is a storyline. Oh, yeah. And so then Kyle invites her new mouthpiece and Dorit over for this giant Shabbat spread, which looked good. There were like four charcuteries, four charcuteries for three women. It was great. Who's eating the rest of the the leftover charcuterie? Is it production? Is it Mo? Someone's got to be eating that it's food. not Mo. <laughs> I don't know Mo, is it? It's fucking meze, man. you got to eat that shit within a couple of days because after that it's no longer food. Like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's too much food. Even for me, two would have been enough. Yeah, even my regular-sized esophagus couldn't have fit all that food. I know. Maybe she should ship some to Candace because she needs all the charcuterie help she can get. <laughs> yeah. So they discuss esophagus gate oh, and how it still I'm doesn't done. make sense. Let it go. Let the mouse go. Yeah. And then, okay, so this is a real episode of unravelling for Dorit. She cops a whole beating this whole episode and it starts with Kyle just mentioning she's working on a one-hour drama Mm. and somehow Dorit twists that into, I guess, she's being the neglected friend because she didn't know about it and she didn't know about the tattoo. Like, do you think Dorit has a right to be upset here? Well, I was thinking about what you said last week. I can't remember who it was, but one of them was on Watch What Happens Live and said, we didn't know she filmed with the girlfriend so much. What's her name again? Morgan. Morgan. We didn't know she filmed with Morgan so much. We didn't realise how close they were. So taking that into consideration, I think, yes, Dorit is needy. Mm -hmm. But I think because she is such good friends with Kyle, she's starting to piece together how close they are and doesn't have any of the info we have. So as far as we're concerned watching it, we're like, okay, yeah, they're really good friends. But Dorit doesn't know this and she's not getting it from her supposed best friend. So she's like, what's going on? Like if that was my best friend 
and my best friend's never around anymore and starts talking about someone else a lot, I've got to say I, I kind of would feel a little bit like Dorit. The difference is I wouldn't have to watch myself on camera seem like mm. a needy loser. Because that is sort of how it's coming across, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, Dorit also, like, as soon as she said that she tattooed a K on Morgan's body, Dorit was like, oh, you guys are munching box. Like, she, like, Hell immediately yeah. was like, this is lesbianic. Yeah, exactly. And Kyle's laughing. Kyle's very good at laughing things off and not answering the questions or comments put before her if she doesn't want to. I yeah. would not be good at that. I'd just talk myself into a hole, but Kyle is very good at just laughing and not answering the bit she doesn't want to answer and then saying things like, well, we've been friends for like two, three years. I'm like, since when? Yeah. We haven't seen two, haven't three seen years. Yeah. There was a show. Like yeah. what's, what's going on with that? Yeah. Well, I was like, annoyed at was when she was like, oh, I just drew a K because I figured, you know, she could write another word with it starting with K. And it's like, oh, we saw that body. There was not a lot of space left. That's a like great that, deflection. on. Con- it was in the middle of a sleeve. She wouldn't have been able to fit a word. I had no idea what a good deflector Kyle was. She is. That's a yeah. very charming person thing to be able to do. Yeah. I'm seeing a different side of Kyle because, yeah, she's being squeezed and she doesn't want to talk about it. And it's like if you're only just friends, why don't you want to talk about it? Mm, Good point. So do you have any other thoughts on this reject shop trio, the sad trio, before we get to the fun trio? No, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, so we, we have Garcelle meeting Sutton and Erica at a bar and I loved this scene. I thought it was like a highlight. I absolutely loved this scene. What, was it just like just fun energy? Like why did we enjoy it so much? Because everyone brought their A-game and they left their shit at the door and they just had fun. They were drinking. They let go a bit because like mm. when you're ordering copious beverages, you've let go. You're like, I'm, yeah. in the, I'm in this moment. I'm having fun. I'm not thinking about my hangover or my responsibilities. And we've all experienced those times where we're like, geez, that was a good night. Yeah. We're in the moment with them. Yeah. I could have had more of that, honestly. Me too. I was really enjoying the combo. And, like, I was laughing. Like, when Sutton said she looks like a baby and Garcelle says, yeah, baby, baby Yoda. Yoda. Like, that was so fucking funny. The three of them should do a podcast that is all about drinking and podcasting. I'd love it. I'd fucking listen to that. It was just really well done. And I loved how they sort of made out like a hot shot new friend was coming and it was just Sutton. I love it. I loved it from the get. <laughs> and silly. I thought Erica was a great sport about that because if that was Dorit, ugh, honestly, they were just they were just oh, yeah. enjoying each other. And I absolutely loved it. Yeah, me too. This is the new three amigos I could get behind. Yeah, it's really refreshing to see Erica in this company, like in this light. Agreed. She's having her best season, I think, in years. If her dumb and dumber sidekicks weren't on the show, we'd get more of this. I'm loving it. Me too. And so the two major nuggets of information they talk about are the Denise Richards $7 for a naked bundle of OnlyFans. I keep thinking of the fact that some third-party site was selling tickets to Erica's show for $7. So as funny as it is, I keep thinking, well, Erica, you got to know about $7. Well, I think the joke is... Everyone sort of thinks Denise is worth more than that, but no one's ever said that Eric is worth more than $7 that's to see true. a show. That's the, that's the harsh irony in it. I'm not denying that they're right. Like getting your kit off for $7? Yeah. 
I know I've heard Denise say again on Jeff Lewis's podcast that she only shows tits and ass. Good for her. I think it's sort of a bit of entrapment though, because like it's not just $7 for a naked bundle. I think you've no. got to subscribe for the $12 a month or something. And then it's like a $7 tip to access individual photos. So it's. And how many photos know. are you getting? Well, you, you'd be paying seven per. This is a woman that's done Playboy and she said, I showed more when I did Playboy. And that Wild Things movie, gosh, wasn't that a sexual awakening for oh, everyone? Yeah, it was hot. It really was. And Kevin Bacon showed his bacon in that too, didn't he? I can't remember. God, it's been a while. Let's put it on. <laughs> we should put that on our Christmas movie Christmas movie, list. Wild Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the other nugget of information that comes up is just that Sutton made out with her driver, which was like a little fun, jokey moment here in this setting. Yes. But it's going to blow up later. Yeah. Mm. At least the blame went where it belonged this time. So I think that's another reason why I was so into this episode. Yeah. I feel like all the blame went where it belonged. Yeah, that's a good point. And it was great. It was so good. And so then Kyle FaceTimes the mouthpiece while getting ready again. She loves the FaceTime chat. Well, getting the makeup done. And you know what I keep thinking about when you, we were talking last week, when you're calling yeah. people, when you have menial tasks to do? You're right. This is why this annoys me. It's <laughs> yeah. like sit on the couch, grab a fucking cup of tea that you seem to not be able to get enough of and call your mate. Call your mate. Hey, did you see Kyle's doing like a sponsorship for tequila or something? What? What? Yeah, she's just done like a video on Instagram, like a sponsored post for, I don't know, whatever the fuck, tequila. And it's like, I thought you were sober now, bitch. Do they have like a um, zero alcohol line? No. Zero alcohol tequila? What's the point? I mean, isn't that just water? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. She's a hypocrite. Yeah. Um. So then we go to Sutton actually looking at the, the OnlyFans. I love her for that. So with funny. With her glam team. And even they were going $7. That, that yeah. was a cute scene. Like, not cute. That's the wrong word. But basically, I loved that scene. Yeah, even the glam are like, no, you're worth, Denise. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh. Uh, so then Garcelle picks up. Okay, so they're going to Taco Tuesday. I don't yeah. know if I explain First of all, with this Taco Tuesday, like obviously you're writing notes and I'm like, okay, they're getting ready for Taco Tuesday. And then they get to Crystals and I see the spread and I'm like, so are some of them not going to Taco Tuesday? I thought Taco Tuesday was like out, out and about, not like just food at Crystal's. Crystal's house, yeah. They're calling it Taco Tuesday because it's just a Tuesday. I did not see a taco. I did not see a single taco. I didn't even see a corn chip, no guac, no shredded cheese. This is not Taco Tuesday. This is just... Tuesday. Sorry. Oh, I'm happy for dinner at Crystal's, but still calling it Taco Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, it was odd. So, yeah, they all go to Taco Tuesday slash just Tuesday. Um, <laughs> Garcelle picks up Denise and says... Erica's expecting a laundry list from you. Like, you came out of the other day, so where are your receipts kind of a thing. And watching this episode, I was sort of like, yeah, I get it. Like, if I'm Erica, yeah. I'm going to be so annoyed if someone's coming at me with, like, no specifics. Agreed. Even though I, I do love Denise, I'm, I, I was siding with Erica on this one. It was four years ago. You've had four years yeah. to pull out your phone, a la what's-her-name-from-New-York, Jessel. Like, take yeah. notes. Take <laughs> no If you need an Excel spreadsheet to get your life in order, do it. I love an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love a spreadsheet. Oh, I do all my lists on a spreadsheet. Oh, do you? I, I'm a notes app guy, like a Jessel. Oh, uh, okay. No, I love, a, I love a spreadsheet. So, I mean, I don't know how many times I have to say the word spreadsheet. Fuck. 
<laughs> Name them. <So>, Name them. <laughs> Dorit and Kyle carpool, and Dorit's still pissed off about Morgan, and she's saying Kyle's morphing into Morgan and replacing Dorit with her. And I'm ready for that. I'm ready for it. And Dorit, yeah. what do you think of this look she's presenting? Because she's wearing a sloppy joe. You can't tell me she's not broke. <laughs> I thought her hair looked amazing. And yeah. I do find it funny that they're getting glam just to go to someone's house. If I rock up to a mate's house for like drinks or dinner, and if I decide as I'm doing my makeup to put on some false lashes for the fun, yeah, it's getting commented on like, what's with your face? Where are you going? And I realise I'm not on the TV uh-huh. and I'm not in LA and all that stuff, but we got to calm down. Are we going to start wearing ball gowns? <laughs> or a sun? They made fun of Sutton's sundress, but I thought it looked pretty. <laughs> I thought she looked so cute with the butterflies. It's so, it's so Sutton and I yeah. loved it. And really, she was in a monochromatic outfit. I thought her outfit was in between the, you know, jumper and trackies and the Erica's going to a wedding. Yeah. I thought it was sweet. Yeah, so did I. But, yeah, Dorit looks like she's run out of money, for sure. I thought Dorit's outfit was very considered. It's like we're going to, quote, unquote, Taco Tuesday. I'm glam from the neck up and from the neck down. I'm dressed like I'm going to someone's house. (laughs) I liked it. I thought her outfit was way more appropriate to hanging at someone's house. We get to Crystal's house and there's some uh, some of Crystal's friends are there, which is like, you know, a, a big deal. Oh, Bill Burr's wife was there. I love Bill Burr. She seemed kind of fun. She was fun. And who is Bill Burr? Is he a com- comedian? He's a comedian. All right. Cool. Cool. So he's good, is he? He's very, very white, very bald. All right. Like he shaves his head and he's very crass. Oh, I love. Yeah, love. no, I like Bill Burr. And he's he's one of those comedians that he's like totes in a probes. Oh, okay. But he's fucking funny. Like, he'll say things and you're like, oh, my God, did you just say that? He's funny. Yeah, he gags you. Yeah, he does. Well, this, yeah, this Nia, she seems like a good little audition. Um, And Dorit and Kyle, like, automatically download the Magic Mike story onto her for some reason. Because Dorit's stirring the pot from the jump and wants her to bring it up. Like, Dorit's turning into a Kyle. Yeah. And the way she, (laughs) it was all just coming back to haunt her. It was so fun. Nothing landed for her. It all came back to her because she's the one that stirred the pot weeks ago. So it's all on her. Uh, and she's having a terrible episode. I know. I love this for us. <laughs> terrible season. The first few episodes this season, Dorit, we were like, oh, the old Dorit's back. She's catty. And then it sort of went. Dorit loves to stir the pot and do all that stuff. Again, she's trying to be a Kyle, but she's not good at it. She doesn't think it through. Like, how is this going to come back onto me? And it always does. Like, it's like that whole survivor thing. Get someone else to say it, Dorit. Totally. Mate. Totally. So fucking good for us, though. So good. So everyone arrives. We've got Kim Richards, which was nice. Yeah. Um, Denise says to Dorit that she had a fever the other night and everyone, no one's buying no that. No one's buying that. No one's buying no that. One's I love getting that. the flashback to, thank you, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Watch that every episode. So funny. Um, And they start to go outside for cocktails and that, but everyone's just fucking whinging about how cold it is. I know. Did that annoy you? It did. It annoyed me. And then I'm sitting there going, 
come on, if you're outside in a dress and it's cold and there's a massive house right there, wouldn't you be like, didn't you just spend half a million dollars on a games room? Can't we just go down there? Yeah, but there were like seven heat lamp heaters. I was like, you girls like. While I was watching it in the comfort of my own home with a blankie, it annoyed me. And then I'm like, what a hypocrite. (laughs) Also, I don't know what Fahrenheit is. And like, so I I didn't know how cold it was. It just said 50 Fahrenheit. And I'm like, I'm not Googling that. So I just couldn't. I couldn't actually translate what it was, so that was like... Mm. Oh, see, now I want to Google it. Let's just say it's cold. It's probably like 13 degrees, dude. It was probably fucking four. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, 50, that's hot. (laughs) What are they complaining about? (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm going to Google it for us because everyone that's listening to us is like... Screaming. (laughs) Okay, it's 10 degrees, bitch. It's fucking cold. Yeah, all right. Okay, okay. Oh, see, now I have sympathy. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Well, and Crystal's such a party planner. It makes you think, like, was this a cold snap out of nowhere? Like, I'm surprised she even bothered to do an outside thing. Yeah. I don't know. So they move inside so everyone stops whinging, especially Erica. She was most irritable. She was, like, shivering. (laughs) She really was. She was wearing a very thin (laughs) dress, even though it had sleeves, a very thin dress, and she's probably not wearing underwear with it. So she's fucking freezing. We know she doesn't wear underwear. Remember back when that was the biggest scandal? Yes, I know. I know, Panagate. But if you're wearing a dress below your knees, you don't wear undies because undie lines are the worst. They make you look Mm. like you got four butts. No one wants four butts. (laughs) It's true. Unless I'm in a Magic Mike show, I don't want four butts in my face. Uh, That is right. Yes. So Put that on a (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. Pretty much as soon as they get inside then. Dorit and Sutton start going at it. Initially, it's over RV, which is a shock, but that's But Dorit just, lied. Just... I didn't try to poach him and then we get a flashy of her begging him to come work for her. First of all, we all know Sutton can pay with her $300,000 a month. What can you pay, Dorit? Oh, yeah, Sutton can pay, yeah. Dorit can pay in, like, fucking chips. We know they got a shit ton of chips in the pantry. <laughs> Boy George. <laughs> Boy George concerts and half open packets of fucking crisps in the pantry. Yeah. (laughs) But that's just a segue into the whole vodka and the coffee thing. Oh, I was impressed that Sutton brought that up again because I don't think I would. Well, Sutton's just like, I don't drink coffee, so it's a scandalous lie. (laughs) They're like, oh, okay, so case closed. Case closed. (laughs) I love this for us. Oh, Jessica Fletcher would just roll her eyes with these bitches. She'd be rolling in a grave. Because I am trying to say that clue soul again, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, just say Inspector Gadget. <laughs> there you go. Then they mentioned the fun trio having their girls' night. Now Dorit's sort of getting jealous she didn't get invited to that. Is she feeling iced out or something? I think there's trouble in paradise and she wants any excuse not to hang out with PK. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I just made that up, but I like it. Yeah, and so then this is when Erica sort of makes... A reference to Sutton making out with the driver, sort of quite loudly. Yeah, but it was fun and it was like in between the three of them and not like as much as everyone heard it and it's out there, you know when you're remembering the good time you have? Yeah. It's easy to say things like that and at the same time they could have turned around and said we're not telling. Like, you know what I mean? It was like a bonding thing. Not even Sutton had a problem with Erica mentioning it because really what's wrong with me making out with the driver? Well, she says it was just like they do in Happy Days which had me rolling. I know, me too. (laughs) Now I've got the fucking Happy Days theme song in my head because I'm old enough to know it. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) 
Dorit tells Garcelle she is annoyed that Crystal is bringing up stuff and stirring the pot with her and Sutton. No, 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 no. Name it, name it, name it. (laughs) Like, come on. Crystal is really good friends with Sutton. Yeah. It's your fault for opening your big fat mouth in front of Crystal and the camera. Does she forget she said it? She forgets she says fucking everything. And look, I understand her plight. As a woman who talks too much, sometimes you forget what you said because there's so much fucking data there. But if someone says to you, hey, you said this, you'd be like, yeah, I probably did. Um, no, I used to be like her and deny, 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 but oh. I deny to myself. No, I didn't. Uh. Like, I'd get defensive. Now, after my Helen journey, yeah. I'm more open to go, what if they're right? And go, shit, did I say it? Even if I have no recollection that I said it, I'm more uh-huh. inclined to go, you know what? That tracks. That sounds like me. I probably said it and own it. If I were Dorit, I'd just, like, bribe one of the producers or camera operators and say, show me the dailies. Like, I know you're not meant to, but can I just get a heads up? Did I say it or not? Just so I don't look like a buffoon denying it. I told you, man, she needs an Excel spreadsheet. She needs Google Keep. (laughs) She needs to just fucking, every time she's in a scene with someone, she needs to hit record on her phone and listen Mm -hmm. to it later. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know, think before you speak. Oh, no, that's never going to happen. So Sutton shares with the group that Santos has a new apartment. I love this for us. (laughs) Anytime one of these people reminds me how rich they are, it just, oh, I love it. So funny. And then Naya, she asks about the Magic Mike stuff. She did that very well, by the way. If this is an audition, she has passed with flying colours. Yeah, she did well. Yeah. Yeah, and Sutton just says, guys, it was the leg spread with the head and the crotch thing. Like, how many times do I have to say it? And Garcelle, she was clocked in because she was like, wait a minute, how did you know about that? Yes. And she's like, well, (laughs) I I was prepped. She didn't throw Dorit under the bus. She said one of the ladies or the ladies were Mm. talking about it, and she did well. But Dorit must have still felt like under a a microscope because she tries to deflect to Sutton with the driver. Oh, my God, with her deflections. Yeah. So this is where when she said it, it did sound mean-spirited. It was judgy. She's basically, she was doing the same thing that that Whitney was doing on Salt Lake City where she's just like, you're okay with this but you're not okay with that. Yeah. Uh And? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm okay (laughs) with... The fact that I kissed another human being, I'm not okay with watching simulated sex. So? Yeah, they are very different things. It's odd to sort of try and compare that, hey? This is Dorit, man. She's got no argument and she's trying to make one. And the thing is, she didn't need to do it in the first place. She gets herself here. It's her own fault. And Yeah, it had nothing to do with her. And it sort of, I think Sutton was right when she was like, you said that to embarrass me in front of these people I just met. Like, that. that's why you said it. Absolutely. And the fact that she's like, oh! She's like, a me? I would never. Exactly. (laughs) Fucking idiot. She's playing checkers. Let's just say it. She's playing checkers and she's not thinking ahead and doesn't Mm. realise how her comments bite her in the ass. And she just digs up. And I love it. Yeah, yeah. And she can't handle this, like, Sutton and Garcelle just calling her out on her bullshit. That's it. And I loved when we get name them part two with, why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? Both clapping. (laughs) So much clapping. Oh, my God. She really is the Kathy Hilton replacement. And it's so apt because they're close. Yeah. So Dorit doesn't appreciate that Garcelle just called her out. And so she goes, you're just finding an issue with me. And then she says, 
you attacked me. And that was a very loaded word for Garcelle and Garcelle did not like it. And fair enough. She's like, first of all, you're completely in the wrong. Mm -hmm. And Dorit is literally trying to grab the shit off herself and fling it wherever she can. Yeah. And it's like sometimes it's just annoying and sometimes it's fucked up. Yeah. And, like, I totally got where Garcelle was coming from and Erica got it too. Everyone got it. Everyone got it, except for Dorit. Mm. Looking at Garcelle, like, trying to, like, well, forced to have to explain herself, she just looked so, like, disappointed and not happy to be there in that moment. Yeah. And I felt bad for her. And, like, I've seen people on the internet now, like, you know, there's dickheads on Twitter saying that she always plays the race card. Oh, I beg your pardon. And I just, I don't agree. No, I think what Garcelle does is doesn't bring it up all the time because she knows where it's coming from. Uh Basically what I'm trying to say is Garcelle lets it go a lot. Yeah. Right now, Dorit's completely in the wrong and she can see that Dorit is going to keep trying to, again, dig up at her expense. And it's like, you know what? Fuck off. Enough. Don't put your shit on me because you've sunk your own ship. Fuck off. Exactly. Good for her. That was my reaction too. And when she said, I'm not here to educate you, I was like, yeah, you're not. No, exactly. I'm not digging you out of the hole that you created for yourself. And maybe think about what you fucking say for once. Yeah, because there wasn't an attack, like enough with the loaded language. Exactly. And again, it's all part of Dorit not trying to take responsibility and put it on someone else and change the argument. Mm -hmm. Be here or fuck off. The more I think about it, the more annoyed I am at Dorit. Yeah. And then I saw she put up on Instagram a photo of her and the sloppy Joe. And she said like happily living in my bubble or something. I beg your pardon? Yeah, I know. Talk about a double down. I beg your pardon? What? Yeah. You know what, Dorit? Fuck off. Take accountability. Like, we all fuck up. Yeah, we we all make dumb comments and make mistakes and we all fuck up. If you own it five minutes ago, you won't be here, bitch. Yeah, exactly. So half the group was still in the kitchen or whatever. So they come in at this point and they fill in like Denise and that. Oh, no, Denise says Dorit's joke didn't land well. Yeah. (laughs) That was good. <laughs> it was good. So now Dorit, Deflecty McGee, she's now got to call out Crystal for stirring the pot, which is just the least of everyone's problems. Honestly, she's just making it worse for herself because everything inevitably gets back onto her. Yeah, it was a bit cringeworthy. Like it was just such an obvious attempt to shake it off. But the thing is the shaking it off brings it back to her because she's the one that fucking said it. Is she dumb? She is done. He's so good for us. <laughs> She's really had the worst episode of her life. It's so funny. Seriously, does she need to, like, go and get herself checked out at the doctor? Is her memory this bad? I know. I would have liked for Crystal to have more of more space to actually, like, address it, but Sutton sort of takes over and does, like, a TED talk about her accomplishments or something. And, like, even I was zoning out in that. And I loved it, though. Because she, you know she had a fucking point. She forgot where it was. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. So Dorit does apologise and Denise says, well, that it it did come off judgmental. And so now Dorit's like, well, let me deflect onto you. It was terrible. Terrible. And so she's like, well, what about um, your issues with Erica? What about them, bitch? Denise was like, take it down a notch. (laughs) She should have left it there. Mm -hmm. When Erica said, I don't want to talk about it, she should have said, me either, we're good. But she didn't, thankfully for us. Thankfully. Well, but first Dorit leaves. Yeah. Because 
She can't handle it. She's got nothing left. She basically lost the game. <laughs> she, yeah. She was playing Monopoly and went to jail like five times. And did the whole, I've got to go back to my husband. It's like, end. So yeah. go. What, is that your prize? And no one really cared that she left. I mean, you know, PK's just at home in the walking munching on all the chips because you're not <laughs> home. Like, come on. Go home. Go home yeah. to that. Yeah, it was sort of good to get rid of us so then we could have this Denise and Erica confrontation. Yeah. And so Erica says she does, yeah, she doesn't want to have the conversation, blah, blah, blah. There's this mini little subplot where Kyle misheard something and thought Doreese called Erica a, I think, a bot cunt. Okay. What the fuck's that? What? Where did Kyle? I was watching the flashback and I was like, I don't know how she got bot C-U-N-T She out doesn't even know how she got it either. <laughs> what? That's crazy. I don't know. Anyway, so Denise brings up the whole thing with the kids and the threesome and all that stuff, right? Yes. And so I I think Erica was like, I'm over it. But did you hear how Erica said something like, that's not what it's about? And I thought she was going to say what it's about because we know it's all about the, what's her name? Brandy. The Brandy stuff. So yeah. I thought Erica was going to say, this is about you cheating on your husband and sleeping with Brandy, which would have been great, but Erica's biding her time. When Erica is on fuego in a fight, she's fucking good. Well, and she's also like, you know, the whole cheating on your husband with Brandy stuff. That's so four years ago. Let me bring up the here and now, which is the OnlyFans. She's like, let me keep current. (laughs) So fucking good. So Erica admits she's going low. She's like, yeah, I go low. That's who I am. What do you fucking expect? She says, you came in slurring, inarticulate, could not string two words together and wanted to call me a bitch and wanted me to pretend it didn't happen. Oh, yeah, so good. So you appreciate her going like. Oh, this was such good, Erica. Like what I loved most about it is that it's Tuesday and I think when they were at dinner, (laughs) Sutton said that Lent finishes on Friday. Lent's over, people. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Lent is officially (laughs) over. Oh, so good. Well, she really, she held it in for 40 days. And it's all coming out. Erica obviously has a way better memory and is a better fighter than Denise. Denise is not a good fighter. If you're not a good fighter, don't pick a fight. Yeah, so there's usually an unspoken slash spoken rule in Housewives, you don't bring the kids into it. Yeah. Erica's bringing the kid into it, which remember when she yelled at what's-her-face Eileen just for mentioning her son? Like, this is a new Erica. But she said, I'm going to go low. You don't think I'm going to bring it up? She she certainly did. When the argument is don't talk about my kid and the word threesome and your kid has an OnlyFans... Yeah, that makes sense. Like, come on. (laughs) Denise has brought up the kids and said, you spoke about my kid. And Erica's like, I apologised at Kyle's house. If you don't have anything else, because we all know what this is about. This isn't about the kids. This is about her having an affair. So the fact that she's saying it's about her kid, fuck it. I'm bringing up the kid because you're bringing up your kid to deflect from yourself. You're using your kid. So fuck it, I'm going there. I think you nailed it. Yeah. It was really good. And when the way she said, who's more profitable, you or Sammy, I was like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> that was just good delivery. Well executed. So yeah. good. I've got I've got the goosebumps. I'm so excited. And it's a TBC. A worthy TBC. I call this a 10 out of 10. It was a great episode. It was such a good episode. The only scenes that didn't need to be there were the couple of little filler ones at the beginning. 
lulling us into a yeah. false sense of security of boredom. I didn't appreciate Crystal telling her kid, her eight-year-old kid, I don't want a silver, I want a gold, when she couldn't even fucking stand on the balance beam. That was a rant row, Crystal. Sorry. That bugged oh, me. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It was the I, first I, scene. It took, zoned out. took three seconds. You were probably just settling in. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't appreciate it, but whatever. We, we'll let it go. Right, we'll right. We'll let it go yeah, for now. Oh, enough. I still have the goosebumps. That was such a good episode. It was a good episode and Salt Lake was good too. Salt Lake was great. The last scene for Salt Lake was great. I mean, it's Bermuda Day 3, but like episode 8 it feels like. And then I'm not over it yet. You know how sometimes we get over a vacation like it's too I long? I can't believe that the next episode is the season finale. It's almost like they're doing the cast trips at the end of the shows now. Or whatever happens is so explosive. They're like, well, camera's down. Yeah, well. <laughs> Can't have them in the same room. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, it would. And I was like, I kind of forgot Mary existed because it's been so long since we've seen her. And I'm like, oh, it would have been nice to have her on this trip. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Mary is just like, you. okay, how many times have I said I don't like to do the activities? Mary yeah. is like that to the nth degree. Uh-huh. Mary doesn't want to do anything. Mary wants someone to breathe for her. But can you just imagine Mary watching this fight with Whitney and Heather and just being like, women. Excellent. <laughs> Secretly been, loving it. Little great. girl. Anyway, so it's another Bermudaful day in Bermuda. <laughs> Bermuda. So the girls are waking up. They have some chill time before a yacht trip at 1130. Mm. The only huge thing that really happens is Monica and Heather go for a walk to talk about their fight last night. And they hug and move on, but I'm so distracted by Heather's bucket hat with the giant green chain. That is all I wanted to talk about. It's all I could, my eye could land on. She's wearing a bucket hat with a huge plastic chain that looks like a giant's glasses chain. What was with that hat? Like it's not keeping the hat on. What's the purpose of the chain? All I'm picturing is Heather seeing that in the store or online and thinking, yes, I should have this. I need that for Bermuda. That was crazy. That was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. That is worse than yeah. all of Lisa Rinna's bucket hats combined. Totally. And it's the worst colour. Oh, for a hat anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't, I can't. it was horrible. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely appalling. Um, <laughs> Sorry. You thought yeah. you hated it. Fuck. Yeah, no, it was it was horrible. So Meredith FaceTimes Seth. She says she's struggling because the girls have been rough, blah, blah, blah. She's milking being sick with that croaky voice. Sweetheart, you were only (laughs) mildly dehydrated. You've had an IV. Move the fuck on. Move on. Uh, Whitney and Angie play tennis. I mean, do they, Um, though, do they really play tennis or do they just put on cute outfits and talk about Meredith? Yeah, I did enjoy getting the doop-de-doop music with Angie playing tennis because I just love how they're making out like she's so hopeless at everything. Well, because she is. <laughs> I know, but it's just such a great juxtaposition between the Mafia Don. I know, right? I love it's it. It's so funny. Yeah. So, yeah, they discuss Meredith. They say she's acting too nonchalant about the DM stuff. Which she is. Which she is. Like, it's like when you're a kid and you lied and you at that moment where you learn, if I don't try to defend myself wildly and just stay chill, it's because I didn't do anything. Yeah. I remember doing that at like six. Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, they say thou dost protest too much, but yeah. you got to protest a little bit and she didn't do that. Yeah, she's going the opposite. I get why they're bringing it up, but I think 
if there was any authenticity to Meredith's reaction, I don't think they would be bringing it up as much. Like you can be chill and go, I didn't do anything, but yeah. she's acting. And so it's obvious that she's not being authentic. Yeah, yeah. And and then they discuss the Heather sex talk stuff, which segues into Whitney's literary critique of Bad Mormon and the boudoir shoot. She and... didn't read the book. She just looked up where her name was. Well, so Heather says... She did share the pages about Whitney to Whitney before print. Yeah, at the end. We get that. So she would have read it. I don't know why she brought the whole book along. It was just a prop. It was a prop for this scene. This scene was planned. And that's what I don't like about this Whitney. She's just trying to produce too much. And she's not very good at it. Exactly. Uh, I don't like it. So then we get the van to the yacht. Monica's dry shaving her legs, which made me feel a little bit queasy. I mean, is that normal? Yeah, I don't need to see that. Girls do it, but you do it in your room because if you know what you're going to wear and you need to have shaved legs for it, you'll have done that before. But sometimes you have a last minute outfit change and then you're like, fuck, I need to shave my legs. And so then you might do that, but not on the fucking bus. Well, no, and it, so it's they had until 11.30 to get ready. Yeah. And, like, she wouldn't have known she's getting the legs out if she's swimming. Dude, you're in Bermuda. Surely you sorted this out before you left. Yeah, it was kind of gross. I don't know if she's just trying to be like, look at me, I'm so cute and relatable. I think so. I think it was planned. Yeah, so do I. Mm. And it wasn't cute. It wasn't cute. There's nothing cute about body hair, so no. <laughs> so they get on the catamaran. Meredith's feeling like she's getting iced out, which, which she, she kind of is. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heather asks Meredith about her lack of reaction, mm. and this is when Meredith starts flipping it onto Monica, saying oh. that on the flight back from Palm Springs two months ago, that's when Monica started bringing up the mafia stuff. And I don't buy it. Meredith called Monica only because the DMs referenced all the stuff Monica told her. So you're not buying that at all? Nope. Nope. See, I kind of was. No, because this is what she does. Yeah. She's gone to the school of Lisa Vanderpump. Anytime someone brings something up, she's like, no, that came from you. I just reiterated what you said or the stuff about Lisa last season or Whitney's the one that brought it up. It's like you walk Whitney to the water, then Whitney drinks the water and now you're saying it's all her fault that she went to the water and drank the water. Bitch was at home. She didn't want any water. No, she does this all the fucking time. Yeah, you're right. She's very good at it. I think what I was struggling with was the Monica being like, I can't believe I fell into the trap and got played. And I do think like Monica is also a little bit complicit, which I think is why I was sort of resisting the narrative. Monica admits that she joined in on the conversation. But I think so like the two things that have come out about Angie was the husband's gay and they're in the mafia. Like both of them have ended up coming from Monica and somehow she's deflected and not taken any responsibility for that, which is crazy. Both of them have not come from Monica. Monica is the one that said it on camera. But but exactly. But she doesn't understand that yet because right now she thinks that she's making actual friendships. And so she's like, no, I'm telling you what your friend is saying about you behind your back on camera. Yeah, see, I sort of feel like she's she knows she's saying it on camera. She realises it, obviously, but when she's in the moment with someone... She's in that moment. Like when you, she's having fun and gossiping with the person, she's forgetting, oh, we're not really friends yet. Again, mm. this is stuff that happens in high school when all of a sudden you're getting along really well with someone and you start to gossip about someone else. You're So in the moment you think, oh, my God, we're really friends now. But 
it doesn't happen overnight and it bites you in the ass. But you're 15 and you learn from it. These women are 50 and they haven't learned from <laughs> and it. And they haven't learned from Well, one of the other things that gives me pause is like, oh, well, maybe it must be Meredith because it doesn't make sense why someone would message Monica when I don't think people knew she was on the cast yet. Correct. So it either must be Meredith or it must be Monica or it must be someone really within the circle. I think it's all come from Meredith. Right. Okay. I think it's all Meredith. I think that Monica absolutely joined in Mm -hmm. and she wasn't being a nice person, but she's not devious enough to spread these DMs. Maybe okay. she is. Maybe she's more Jen Shah than I give her credit and maybe I just think she's a bit too airheady and simple and maybe she is diabolical. But right now with what I'm seeing, I'm not buying that it's Monica. I'm buying that Meredith started it and Monica repeated it on camera. Yeah. If it quacks like a duck, I guess that's what the truth is. But I still, yeah, this Monica... I don't know. Yeah, you've got your thing on, Monica. You're like, there's something here that's fishy. It's fishy. You might be right. I might be blinded by my bonding with her over shitty childhoods. But I think my problem is I'm sort of, I'm falling into the trap of the preview for like the finale. Ah. And I'm in my head already coming up with like, oh, she's a mastermind. She's sabotaging everything. When really it, it might just be the most flop thing that we've just been teased. Like I, I shouldn't be getting my hopes up, but I think I have spoiled myself. I could be completely buying into the Monica doesn't know what she's doing bullshit. Oh, well, I mean, I'm so excited. Either for- way, I was going to say either way. I'm having a great time. Me too. That's the thing. And like at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like, (laughs) like, you know, like it's Salt Lake. The stakes are low. So it's okay to be this invested. I know. And And I just realized the parallels between Salt Lake and Beverly Hills this week because they have tacos too. Oh, they have tacos for lunch on um, Salt Lake City. And it's all about sexualizing one of their children. Yes. Oh my God. Such parallels. And it's funny how like, on Salt Lake, I'm like, of course Heather's got boundaries with the kids. But, like, on Beverly Hills, I'm like, yeah, go for the kids, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't make sense. Honestly, <laughs> it makes sense to me because I think, like I said, Denise is using the stuff with the kids to deflect from her own stuff. And mm-hmm. so that's why I feel like it's fair game because she's using the threesome story about the kids as a deflection to her cheating on her husband. And we see through that and so does everybody. We see through that and so does mm-hmm. Erica. So, yeah, it is it is low-hanging fruit but it's fucking fair game because don't use your kid as a shield when it's not what it's about. Yep. So back on the catamaran, mm. Meredith pulls Monica aside to talk and Monica's like, yeah, we both Googled the Greek mafia because we believed it. Yeah. And Meredith denies ever believing it. They had a like, mm. catty girl moment about someone behind their back. Yeah. So. Yeah. But Lisa, like she's only on the other side of the catamaran. She was hearing oh. that whole thing. And so she's like, stop lying. You're lying. Just shouting across the catamaran, which I thought was great. And so this is why I think it's Meredith, because every time Lisa's like, you did it to Whitney, you did it to me. And I'm like, yes, there's a pattern. There is a pattern. But Whitney's like, I believe it because I participated. It's like, oh, it's not about you, babe. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's like the only truth this woman has owned and it's like the one she wants to keep harping on. Mm-hmm. And Meredith's like, I'm getting irritated because you're all narrating me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what irritates her? Okay. <laughs> I even think her getting upset was forced. Oh, you think? Yeah. Even that looked fake to me. I'm getting really upset now. Okay, if you're getting upset, you don't need to tell me that you're getting upset. I know you're getting upset. Like it's just even her getting upset because they're like, we're not getting a reaction out of you. So then she 
plays at giving them a reaction. Yeah. So we have a little break once they anchor. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you catch Lisa say, like, when Lisa was defending her position that that it was all Meredith, she's she's like, it's a patterine or something. (laughs) It's a pattern instead of pattern. Oh, God, it was so funny. (laughs) Oh, God, Lisa. Even when she's angry, she can't speak English. It's so funny. So good. What do you think of Angie's hula dance with Whitney's hairpiece? Um, I thought it was like gross. Again, hair. Like once it's off your head, there's something disgusting about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And just don't like, bleh, oh, it makes me gag. Oh, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Angie can go. <laughs> Poor Angie. Angie can go. I don't understand when Angie and Meredith were talking. She's, yes, I just want to move forward. What are you talking about? Everyone is is fighting Meredith for you. Yeah, that's and you're turning the around and saying Meredith's is all like it's all Monica's fault and you're like, "Well, I just want to move on." It's like, "What the no. fuck?" Yeah. And like Meredith even says to her like being around you is unpleasant. Yeah. And it's like Maybe push back on that and be like, fuck you. And this (laughs) is the thing. This is why I feel bad for, like, Lisa and Monica were fighting for half the season because Mm -hmm. of Angie. And now Lisa's fighting with Meredith because of Angie. Mm -hmm. And Angie's like, no, I'm good now. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Do you think she's just, like, she wants to be liked and be a part of the group so she has to, like, repress everything? I just think she's watched the show too much, as we all have, And she knows that if you want to stay on the show, you have to move on. But so she's just moving on too quickly. It's like, no, sweetheart, you move on after reunion before the next season. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's just faking being a housewife and she sucks at it. Or you can move, well, it's not so much move on, but you just shift back to sort of being friends in certain moments like Lisa and Meredith do on the bus. Like that's sort of fun for us to watch, like the random shifts. I know. I just, I didn't realise there was such a formula to it and I'm being disappointed because Angie's pointing it out to me and because she's sucking at it and it's ruining my mm-hmm. my viewing pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> she's not a good housewife. She I mean, I, I've had great moments with her, but she's not a good housewife, like capital H housewife. I haven't had great moments with her. She can go. (laughs) She's ruining my show. So what did you think of that moment with Meredith telling Lisa that Brooks got signed to a modelling agency and they were just like kicking on the back seat and Monica's watching like annoyed? The sucking up is so real. It's so pathetic. I loved it. So you agree with what Monica was saying that it was just... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I think it was a bit of both. A bit of both what? It was a bit of both, like, she wanted to get Lisa on side, she's sucking up. But also, like, she's talking about Brooks. She's trying to make up with them one at a time, quietly behind everyone's back. You notice how, like, she quietly made up with Angie and now she's quietly making up with Lisa. Uh, yeah. She's fucking good, man. As much as she's annoying me and I think it's all her fault, she's a fucking <laughs> she's good. good housewife. I'd be more like loser Angie. Maybe that's why she's triggering me. Mm-hmm. So... Whitney, you know how she's produced this whole bad Mormon uh, weaponized the vagina storyline. I think that's the only reason why she brought up Justin having a nice nose for Oral. You think? Because she wanted to sort of trap Heather into commenting about it so she could use it later. I think you're right. Because no one needs to know that Justin has a good nose for Oral. That's not something we needed to know. Again, I don't know why, but that just grossed me out. I don't want to think of Justin's Same. nose. De- no. 
It's disgusting. Yes. And I think that's not shaming her sexuality. No. Well, maybe it is a little. But, like, it's also it's just disgusting. I'm sorry. Can we use terms correctly? I'm not shaming your sexuality. I'm shaming your sex life. Sexuality yeah, yes. and sex life are two different things. That's what, yep, you've nailed it. Get a dictionary, Whitney. Yeah, and so Whitney, like, asks Heather and she's like, no, nah, I have boundaries. I'm not talking about it. Good for her. And Whitney says in confessional... She's being shamed instead of empowered. And it's like, do you need your cousin to empower your sex life? Like, is that something you really need? No, do it yourself. And I'm sorry, people don't have to talk about their own sex life if they don't want to. And they can also be interested when you talk about yours. That's appreciating someone for being different. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck off. Yeah, I just don't. Look at her as someone that needs to be empowered sexually. No, she does not. I've seen you on the poll. I've seen you painting with your husband that got him fired. Like, is this really your biggest issue, Whitney? She's using the fucking staircase banister as a fucking pole. I think (sighs) Heather's right. Whitney, you're drunk. I think she's a drunk. I think she's a drunk. Maybe she (laughs) has vodka in a coffee for breakfast. Maybe. Ah, oh, honestly. I don't know. I, own your shit, Whitney. Like, f- stop trying to make everyone own their shit when you're not owning anything. She's fucking annoying. Exactly. And, I, yeah, I think she only brought it up to use later, which was annoying me. I think you're so correct. And, again, she's trying to join dots together that don't join. It's like if mm-hmm. you're going to have an argument, make sure it's a fucking good one. Make sure it's correct because otherwise I don't have no time for this. Yeah. And also you, you just want to have a nap on the bus. Maybe she'll talk about your sex life later. But yeah. here and now I don't need to hear about your nose getting no. Justin's nose tickling your clit. Like I don't Do need You it. have nothing else to talk about. You have nothing else to offer other than your promiscuity, no problem. But mm-hmm. don't then assume others need to offer the same information and join in. I'm actually very bothered that she is insisting Heather talk about sex. I am very bothered by that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm really going on about it. No, it's great. So they get back to the house. Monica and Whitney get glam. Monica is spooked by Meredith being nice to Lisa or whatever. And Whitney says she's right. But I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, let's um, just get to sushi. They get to dinner. They talk about selfies for a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Monica talks about having a headache or a stroke or something and Meredith's just ignoring her. Heather's having a tenderloin and you're having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoyed Meredith just completely not looking in her direction. I did enjoy that. I <laughs> so did funny. enjoy that. Meredith is like, right, now I have to make this all about Monica being bad. Mm-hmm. It, she's just so good at it. Yeah, she is. She is. They do a quick sidebar about Heather's Bell's palsy, but I only bring it up because that Costco photo was... <laughs> I didn't know that was Heather in that photo. No, me either. But she does own Beauty Lab and Laser. She probably gets like weekly tweakments. She must. Eventually you're going to tweak to the point that it's not you. Good for her. At some point Costco's going to stop letting her in because they'll be like, you're using another person's card, You need a new Costco photo, dude. Seriously. So Monica calls out Meredith's energy pretty quickly and the fact that she was uber nice to Lisa on the bus. Monica's basically going, don't try to turn this on me. It's like, wouldn't you already have learned this happened to you four weeks ago? Yeah. It just happened to you with Lisa about Angie. Uh Uh-huh. Wouldn't you learn? Well, no. (laughs) That's not how she operates. No. I thought it was funny how Lisa says that, you know, oh, Meredith and I were like sisters. That's why I went so hard at her today. Mm. And Meredith says, yes, when I chose to repair our friendship, I accepted you for who you are and you're a heated person. So she's actually saying like, 
I've accepted the fact that you're a bitch and a bad friend. And Lisa's like, thank you. <laughs> How is Meredith ever supposed to forget the hot mic moment? Like you, you can't. can't. You can't forget it. And that's fair enough. That's the one thing that I'll give Meredith. That's fucking fair enough. Yeah. Monica's like, why be mad at me for blah, blah, blah. They talk about Jack's mission for a little bit. And like dinner sort of wasn't that climactic. No, but speaking of Jack's mission, did you yeah. hear, because Lisa posted that Jack's in hospital right now? Oh, what for? Well, she didn't say, but apparently mm. he's in hospital. And I'm like, is he faking it so that he at least gets a square meal? Gets a night off. Well, yeah, he might maybe. actually get fed in hospital because wow. apparently on these missions, like, they don't give you a lot, so you have to, like, scrounge for food. Like, it's very Scientology. I'm not loving the sound of these missions. Honestly. Well, I'm just going off what Heather said in her book. See, that's the thing. She weaponized a lot in that book, but I don't think one of them was Whitney's vagina. No, it was not. Whitney weaponizes her vagina and I understand where she's coming from. I can talk about my sex life. You can't talk about my sex life. That's fine. But you paid someone for a service. They're allowed to talk about it. Like there's yeah. no there's no NDA signing here. It's not like with a doctor where you're not allowed to talk about your patient's medical stuff. That's a legal thing. A photographer is allowed to talk about the fact that they took a photo of someone naked. Fuck off. And it's not like it was being used to sell the book. Like, no. I don't think she was on a press tour being like, oh, read the book because I spilled the beans on Whitney's vagina. Oh, my God. Whitney's already spilled the beans on her vagina. Like, fuck off. And I don't need those beans. No, no one needs those beans. Yeah, so Whitney's like, well, we need a refresh of last night. Let's go to a bar. And it's like, that's the definition of insanity, to redo the same thing and expect different results. She's insane. You're so right. I never thought of it like that. You're so right. They really should have just gone to bed. But anyway. I, well, I'm glad they didn't. But, like, she's an idiot for thinking it would go any better. I know, right? <laughs> and Angie's also an idiot because at the bar she's like, let's play a game. And everyone's like, no. <laughs> like this. Is she dumb? She's dumb. She's dumb. Again, she's like, this is what housewives do. They play games, so I'm going to say let's play a game. It's, oh, God, Angie. Yeah, she's Angie. a flop. You're right, she's, she's a, a flop. fucking flippity floppity. <laughs> so Whitney doesn't really waste much time in bringing up the book. And no. so she calls Heather hypocritical for talking about Whitney's sex life and not her own. And this is when Heather says, you knew it was going to print, like you told me to even edit a word out and I did. I love the fact that she said what she edited out. That's fucking awesome. And she says, I read it to you four times. Mm -hmm. So she knew what was in the book. I fucking love that. There's no way Heather would have clapped back with that the way that she did if it wasn't true because Whitney never said to Heather, you're lying. Yeah, which she would in that situation if she was, yeah. This is why I think Whitney's the kind of drunk that you don't necessarily know she's drunk straight away. She's not falling over. She's not slurring her words because when Heather says later, you're drunk, I was like, is she? I didn't realise she was. But, yeah, I get it now. But it was premeditated when she was sober, right? Like she packed the book. There's scenes of her reading the book. A hundred percent. There's a scene of her telling Justin I'm taking the book. I never thought yeah. I'd be reading it. Then why are you reading it? If you never thought you'd be reading it, why are you reading it? They don't like each other anymore. Their no. friendship's broken and yeah. that's the main problem. And so now she's just like scrounging around trying to do anything. If this is another fucking Melissa and Teresa, I'm out. Yeah, I think it is. Bravo, take note. You're going to lose watches if this goes on for another two seasons. Yeah. Unless there's something real to fight about. I don't, I can't. Yeah, this isn't real. Literally. Whitney is making this up. I'm going to pick a fight with Heather about this and that can be my storyline. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I'm done. Yeah, to say you're selling the book based on her vagina, it's like, no, it's not about you. The book isn't about the housewives. She mentions them very briefly and the only reason she does is because her being on the show is now a huge part of her story. Yeah. So it makes sense to mention them and she really speaks about them very briefly and, yes, there's more text about Whitney because they knew each other beforehand. So there's some history. So this is the history. This is how we met. Mm. It makes perfect sense and Whitney is a fucking idiot. She's an idiot. And so Heather obviously is just like, I can't. I can't with this. So she pushes Whitney's chair back and then Whitney sort of pushes her back. Well, I feel like she was pushing, was it Angie's chair forward so she could step past? Oh. And so Whitney's like, there's no room in between here for you to move, so you're stepping on my shoe and you've, like, taken my shoe off. And so when Whitney tries to, like, get balance, Heather falls backwards because there's literally no room there. And the reason there's no room there is because Whitney will not let her pass. I was getting so annoyed with Heather just trying to run away but Whitney chasing her around the block. Like, let it go. She's literally chasing her. The person that looks crazy here is Whitney. Yeah. And Heather says, you're drunk, you're crazy. And Whitney's like, you sex-shamed Monica. You exploited my sexuality. It's like, you're You exploited my vagina in your book, sweetheart. You're in a parking lot of a bar in a foreign country and the only thing that's happening right now is that anyone that's there can hear you say the word, you exploited my vagina. They're going to be like, do I need to buy Heather's book now? I want to know why your vagina is... there a fold out? Yeah, like you exploited my vagina? What is the story? If I didn't know these people, I'd be like, what is the story about this vagina? I need to buy this book. She's done Heather a huge favour in my opinion. I know. I'm thinking, who, what is this poor little disenfranchised vagina that's getting exploited? Like, what is it, working in a sweatshop? <laughs> like, how is this vagina getting exploited? I want to know. Exactly. Honestly, do you want to get the book now just to read that little excerpt? Well, sort of, because last season I hated Heather and I was like, I'm never going to read that fucking book. But now I'm like, well, maybe I, w- I want to get the skinny on this vagina. It really is not that much. Half the book is about Heather's life before she gets divorced and and then obviously... There's a bit after it. Would I sit down and read it? No. Would I clean toilets and mop floors while I'm listening to it? Yes. So Heather, she's blocks away. (laughs) She's really doing a lap of the island. Oh, my God. Is it like they didn't let her get on the bus because she ends up walking down the street? Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. Or is she just like, I don't want to be cornered by production with a camera in my face and if I'm on the bus then... But by the way, I no longer call them Sprinter vans, they're buses. Yeah, if she's on the bus, then she's kind of cornered with the camera. So she's literally trying to get away from everyone. But bitch, you still got your mic pack on. Yeah, I know. But but like, I I get it. Yeah, I get it Because it's like, this is, I I mean, I doubt she wrote it. But you know, you put a lot of effort into a book. You're putting yourself out there. And for someone to twist that achievement and try and turn it into this, it's just like, don't do that. We're not going to shit on my book. This is a source of income for me. You're not going to turn it around like I've done a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm a New York Times bestseller, goddammit. She did kind of (laughs) make Whitney's point when she said that, but I get it. She's very proud of herself. I think she's just trying to reiterate the fact that it was a positive thing. It wasn't, there's nothing salacious in my actions. I get it. I get it. And yeah, Whitney just looks crazy. So next time we've got the season finale, which is the Bermuda Triangle dinner, which does look 
amazing. I'm desperate to know what that thing is. Do you think it's about Monica not paying her bill and her suing her? Well, I've seen some rumours online. I don't know if I'll share them Mm. um, because we might be falling into the trap where we make it out like it's better than it actually is going to be. Oh, really? It It might just be a bit of a flop. Okay. But the energy they're bringing to the reveal is probably more important. Yes. So yeah, yeah. as long as they think it's a big deal, that's good. Right. Okay. But we've got two weeks because of fucking Christmas. Oh, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, it's not until Jan. I'm on my vacanza time. I'm on I'm on holidays. I'm sitting by the pool. I'm drinking my rosé and then I've got no fucking Bravo to watch. It's Christmas. It's when we're all at home wanting to watch other people fight and not our own families. This is what we're saying. I don't understand. Who do they think is not watching TV when they're on holidays? It's crazy. Maybe people don't watch TV on holidays. Maybe they do activities. Well, I don't know. Like in England, it's a tradition that they do the Christmas Day like special episode, right? And like it's a huge thing. Why can't we do that with Housewives? P.S. I haven't watched The Crown, the second half of The Crown yet, so that's what I've got to watch. Oh, I I just finished it. But you know, like after I edit this podcast, I'm going to smash all those episodes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry the podcast was late last week, guys. I just... I was just sitting on my fat ass and didn't want to do anything. Preach, baby. Soz. Preach, baby girl. Hey, okay, so that was Salt Lake done. Did you watch Girls Trip? Yes. Oh, my God. So good. Wasn't it fun? It was so much fun. It was so good. I don't Remind me what happened. You know me in the memoir. Well, the highlights for me were Dorinda watching Scary Island oh, to figure yes. out what Kelly's behaviour, which yes. is just so meta and so funny. Oh, And Dorinda not being able to figure out her room. She can't ever find the bathroom or leave. But the fact that she's not going, I gave up my room for you and my room sucked, I would have been doing that. She was such a trooper for doing that. Yeah. Dorinda's half the time she's a trooper and really reasonable and then the other half the time she's like yelling about getting on pause. Like she she can't let the pause go even though the show's ended. Her and the pause. Bitch, you got fired. All of you are fired. And the fact that she's like, I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue. I'm loving the fact that at least the rest of them in confessional going, oh, yeah, she has an issue. Yeah. And Kristen has been so fun to watch. She's been great, but I kind of feel like... She is a normal person and she's just like, what are you getting so worked up about? I think she's great and she's so beautiful. Yeah, she, and it's a good counterbalance to Dorinda just being like, we're, we're the same. Yeah, <laughs> and that I just know. rattles Dorinda so I loved, much. I have to say, though, Dorinda's had some great one-liners. Oh, she's funny. I wrote three notes and they were literally just people's one-liners. Dorinda saying to Kristen, eagles don't fly with pigeons. So go, <laughs> so go get your breadcrumbs and get back to me tomorrow. That I is just so laughed good. so hard. That was episode one. Did she come up with that or is that like a Shakespearean quote that's been around for years? and I've never heard of it because that is perfect. I, it was gold. I'm like, I need to use this in a sentence so I don't forget it. Uh-huh. And then episode two, Dorinda says, we don't need some dance music. We need some babysitters. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> About those children at the house that no one knew what to do with because it was so awkward. And then episode three, Sonia's like, where is Ramona and Luann, those whores? <laughs> <laughs> And I love that they're whorish and trying to get some island dick. I love 
it. And they're not ashamed about it. They're like, oh, shit, we need dick. Hurry up, hurry up. I love it. I loved how, like, production are like, all right, well, that's dinner done. You guys can go home if you want. And Luann's like, we're not leaving. We're not leaving. <laughs> we can't leave. But the way that they're, like, so excited about, like, the possibility of getting dick. It's <laughs> so funny. It is so good. Those restaurant staff, they were, like, paid to go and attend yes, that villa for the night. They were. And then they have to serve them the next night and everyone is so awkward. I just so love good. it for us. Oh, my God. My my cup floweth over and I'm obsessed. Do you think at least we'll get Roni Legacy during Christmas? Because I need something. Oh, I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. And can they just please give us the, all the episodes in one go? Again, like The Crown, we get half this week, half next week. It's fucking phenomenal. It was so good having three episodes to sit with and digest. It really was. And it's not like they need to piecemeal them to us like we're not going to watch it. It's Roni Legacy. We're all watching it. We're all watching Ramona. We're putting on pause that she's like a bigot. She's a psycho. But man, she's looking good. Like, isn't she like 83 or something? She is looking tight. I know. She does look amazing. Whatever what tweakments she's had done, they're working for her. It makes me think that there's an island full of Ramona clones and she's harvesting them oh, or something. Maybe. She looks f- fantastic. She does. She's like 65 or some shit, 63. She looks phenomenal. She looks phenomenal. But, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the season, you know, issues yeah. aside. Um, it's just been fun to watch people have fun. Okay, I'm going to click on the article where Jack Barlow's been hospitalised for the Mormon mission on the Page 6. Because okay. all the other ones are kind of like, there's nothing exciting to talk about. I mean, Sonia had a baby, good for her. Thank you. Yeah, I know, right? It's not news. <laughs> it's like, it's it's something. It's just not news to me. So he's been hospitalised for three days. Didn't he just leave? Yeah. I honestly think he was just like, these people aren't feeding me. I'm going to go to hospital and get fed. Yeah. She's the one that posted it. So there's no more news on it. So she's just said, I miss Jack every day. He's been in hospital for three days and it's killing me not being there. Why can't you go? Yeah, go. Hop on a plane and go to Bogota. Like, I don't get it. Anyway. No, that's it. There's nothing else. I want to know what the real story is. I just think it's hilarious. Not that he's sick because I think he's faking it. (laughs) But the fact that that's basically it. That's why I think it's funny because he's fucking faking it. But anyway. I saw a rumour that Larsa might be fired from Miami. No. Yeah, but it's just like a Twitter rumour. Ah, okay. (laughs) Twitter rumour. Someone tweeted it, someone else retweeted it, and now it's a thing. Sheena Shea denies kissing Tom Schwartz in Vegas. Sure. I'm not clicking on the article. That's probably the article. Did you watch the Winter House finale? I did, and apparently there's already the reunion episode. It's a Watch What Happens. So I haven't seen that yet. Me neither. So I might see if I can squeeze that in somehow today. Yeah, in between episodes (laughs) of The Crown. Yeah, well, you know, and work. Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) I've got to work today. It's my last day. All right. Well, shall we leave it there then? I I think we'd like to wish everyone a happy holidays. Totally. Enjoy the Bravo break. Oh, there's (laughs) not – look, I'm pretty sure last year when there was no Bravo, I went back and watched Scary Island. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I should make that my annual Christmas thing. Yeah, it's a nice tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, well, thank Alrighty. you, everyone, for thank listening. You. You're so sweet. I still blow out that people actually listen to us. Shout out, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.